3: Now your main event. Introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddie, Jeff Die and Freddy Prince Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Freddie. I've been in Italy for two weeks, and my brain is still there. There's no news, just a whole lot to talk about, Mr. Jeff Die. I went to Italy home of Santino Morella, where he made his debut, the Milan Miracle. Did you eat at Shout all of his favorite spots, go visit his of statue? Course. He did all the things. Yeah, His family's restaurant. You know, he was born and raised there. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's not a Canadian dude named Tony. Some, well,
4: sometimes um, they just Vince just gives you a
3: thing. You know, he says, oh, I'm sure you're Hawaiian, but you're from Japan for this. I think that's what he did um so yeah went to italy with the family it was awesome we started out in florence if you don't know florence go watch the movie hannibal with anthony hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. And you'll know exactly what I saw and and how I saw it and and how I got away with murder. (laughs) And then from there, we went to uh, Tuscany, which was beautiful. I ate some of the greatest meals I've ever had in my life. The people were amazing. I shouted them out on Instagram. You guys can check it out if you're planning a vacation. Not everything I do is bazillions of bucks. Sometimes I do stuff that's awesome that's cheap too. So you should check it out. And then we ended in beautiful lovely Positano, which is a lovely seaside town built into the mountain. We rented this, this is where your dad spent the most money, buddy, and rented this big-ass villa that overlooked the water. It was right beneath like the most beautiful hotel. We ate some of the craziest meals I've ever had in my life. My kids loved the beach. The water was so warm. We took the boat to the Blue Grotto in Capri. That's where my nice. mother's family's from, the crazy island people. That's why she's nuts, and we don't talk that much. The trip was awesome. We flew back through Zurich. Oh, here's something. Not a big fan of France, Air France. Okay. Big fan of Swiss Air. Took, took Air France out there, and they basically just say, and we're boarding. Go. And it's just a stand. No system? Them dog it was like southwest airlines circa 1986 oh, I don't like, like the it was sound of so that. hardcore and uh, yeah you probably weren't born or just born. but swiss air yo it was like now granted they speak german so it was very organized very very <laughs> you will do this or else but it was awesome like i've never seen a plane board so properly and quickly and people getting out of the aisle. And once there was space, then putting their, like, everyone was just on their best behavior for some strange reason. The flight was beautiful. And I don't know how to, like, tag people and, and complain or, or, or shout them out on social. So on a wrestling podcast is where you get my love. But it was an amazing trip. My kids, it was their first time out of the country. So it was really good culturally for them to see a bunch of beautiful art, eat different foods. My son's a friggin' animal. He'll eat anything. I love him so much. We went to like even thermals, this these thermal baths in Tuscany that stunk like rotten eggs because they were sulfur. It like healed my body, so I'm all buff now, dude. Ugh, it's pretty crazy.
4: I got to go to this place. How much did that cost? How much was oh, the yeah. uh, the fart bath? How much
3: was that? That one was the cheapest of the three because okay. it was more like uh like an old person's retreat almost. But the food was so good. We were but we we were the youngest people there for sure, and <laughs> I ain't that young. But yeah, dude, it was it was pretty awesome. That was the cheapest one, and then Positano was like being in a James Bond movie. I I had a dream. I had two dreams. One, I was the lead singer in that '80s band Aha, that group that was like take on yeah. me. I was that guy, and then I was a guy that was helping out James Bond in a James Bond movie. My brain wouldn't even allow my fantasy to live. <laughs> <laughs>
4: sounds fun. It sounds like a good time. Everyone had a good trip.
3: Yeah, man. Everybody had a good trip. Not too much fighting from the kids, so it was good. And now... Wait, Mr. they Jeff, fight? The kids fight sometimes? Brother and sisters? Yeah, but dude. they seem like
4: they don't. Every time I've been around no, your kids, bro. they seem very polite and,
3: and nice to no, you. No, they're good kids, but trust me, they're not perfect. It happens. They, they fight right. as much as our listeners' kids out there. <laughs> um, WWE, Monday Night Raw. Cody Rhodes in his hometown, Atlanta, GA. The people love him. He starts off with his catchphrase, which I which I like. What do you want to talk about? Like LA Knights. Let me talk to you. Right? Let know. me tell you something. I love it. Let me talk to you. Um, yeah. It's it's yeah. good. Stone Cold remnants. I love, it. I love it. I love it. So Cody comes out. And he talks about his mom. The moment he says his mother, I said, Oh, he's getting his ass whipped tonight. Like I just knew it right away. That's too sweet of a setup. (laughs) So they cut to his mom in the crowd and she looks, she's just beaming with pride. And there's my son. And he finally made it full circle. And he's looking at his mom like, You're the MVP, like Kevin Durant. And all of a sudden we hear, And it's Brock Lesnar's music. And Cody's like, Oh, it's on now, you son of a bitch. Mom, get back. And he's like, The ultimate, like, brave son. And then nothing. He doesn't come out because Brock's a coward. And then all of a sudden, boom. and this time Cody's not having it. He charges to the back, straight through into backstage, and you just hear, blam! and then you see a steel chair go, And then Cody Rose just gets his ass whipped for the next five. It was a trap in front of his mom. (laughs) It's a trap. And it certainly was. And he got the hell beat out of him in front of his mom. Jeff, have you ever been beat up in front of your own mother? No, I can gladly report that's never happened to me. I wouldn't let it happen either. It would be rough, man. That's right. That's right. We wouldn't go out like a pump. No way, dude. Like Cody I'd, lift a,
4: I'd lift a, that guy, whoever's trying to fight me. I'd lift him up, put him on my shoulders, and my mom would go top rope and clothesline him off my shoulders like the
3: <laughs> like the LOD, like the hard foundation, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, the LOD. like the roadways. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he got Kimura'd and beat up pretty bad, and he said it was hard times, and that was something that we alluded to weeks mm-hmm. ago. Was this could be the new hard times story? Because there's no one for him to wrestle, because Roman and Brock never wrestle on TV, but like twice a year. So it's hard to get the dude opponents. But it seems like they're going down that 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 road. And if they do, uh, then shout out to my buddy. Maybe at the end of our season, I'll let the people know who he is. People know who it is, because they know they know he's a fan and, and he's an actor. And I can't say too much, or you'll figure it out. Also, was the judgment day. Versus Owens and Sami Zayn. And I loved this match. I especially loved the finish. I thought it was so cool. The Haluva kick gets stopped. And then Kevin Owens is like, no, screw you, buddy. Bye bye, stunner. Baboomski. Hey, Bab- while Babumski. he's doing that. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> and then he bounced off. And then Sami was already backing back up into the corner. And then BAM and gets him with the Haluva kick and got the one, two, three. Now I, granted, I just spoiled the match, but this was this is my favorite match of the show. I really, really enjoyed. It. I just love Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens, and then everybody in the match was really good. It's what's a weird question is who's the most over in the Judgment Day? I can answer that with the
4: easy, 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 like what? It's it's Dominic. He was on SmackDown, Raw, and NXT this week. You know, not there's wrestlers that can't say that. There's plenty of wrestlers that can. They're almost pushing Dominic too much. I like
3: him. I'm 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 over on him, but I feel like they're pushing him too much on purpose and it's getting him it so much so much hate. Like people want to kill him. So okay, so let's do him in order. Like most over is Dominic. Second over is that's hard. Damian Priest probably.
4: Although Rhea Ripley beats them all. Like that's what I I'm don't saying. know, yeah. Everybody with Finn, you could make a good argument for all for three out of those four people. Also, Bad Bunny's coming back. There's all this talk about him uh, wrestling. You know, He don't want to leave the company. He wants to just nah, wrestle. Man, he, he doesn't even want to be a musician anymore.
0: As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stair Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stair Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts.
3: That's why I'm glad I never did it because you get the bug, man. Even that one little thing I took for Randy Orton and it legit hurt even though he protected me. I just, I took it wrong because I was too excited for like, Months and months, I was like, man, it would be so sweet to go back and get revenge. You start thinking of Morton. all your storylines.
4: you go going to, oh, <laughs> yeah. z- z- could, no, this totally could happen. Did. I could do this. And they're like, we haven't even thought about that. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're like, dude, you're just an a hole guest host. Get the hell <laughs> out like, of but here. But what if then The Rock comes out and they're like, what do what you, why would we?
3: <laughs> you're pitching them all these and things. And then Hulk Hogan puts me on his shoulders and is like, no, you're the best. <laughs> Tells me,
4: you, I'm the greatest. That's must happening with wrestlers all the time. They're pitching all these things. And then we show photos from when I was young about how I've always been a wrestling fan. And then Trish Stratus comes out and kisses me <laughs> <laughs> for the story. Maybe, the story.
3: maybe like open mouth and three <laughs> times. It, it's just a weird, just, it's a weird Just story. throwing out ideas here. I don't know why everyone's
4: looking at me weird. It's just throwing
3: out ideas. <laughs> okay. I'll leave. <laughs> Jeff, I have a feeling I haven't mentioned your favorite match from Monday Night Raw. And I'm, I'm I know what you're going to say. The Viking rules match, dude. (laughs) That (laughs) was so freaking cool. But they beat my squad. They beat my Alpha Academy, They have to win the matches
4: named after them. That's the funniest part (laughs) to me. It'd be like, all right, we're going to have a tag team match. It's Jeff Jackpot die, Freddie Prince Jr., and they're facing the Viking Raiders. Uh, But it's a wrestling with friends match where the rules are. It's like, well, then, of course, we're going to win. You know (laughs) I think we might lose that match, bro. No Those way, guys bro. are
3: super big. They make all these Freddie <laughs> Prince
4: Jr. rules, and then we just win the match. But like, that's a that's hilarious right. thing. It's a Viking. They also, I don't even know what makes it a Viking <laughs> match. Really, they just kind of put the bow of a boat in front of it. They put flags on the ring post, and then just kind of loosely put some shields on the side, so it looks like a crappy boat. Also, it reminded me, it's funny, it's cool, but it's so silly. Like they didn't have a back end. There was no like back part of the boat. It was just kind of like, there
3: was no stern,
4: no stern. Also, it looked like when you buy your kid a race car bed, but it, <laughs> the bed is, you know, it's still a bed. <laughs> you it barely looks like a race car. They just kind of have these weird wheels that are. S-
3: no, my buddy, cr- my buddy Chris Sandoval had one when we were kids, yeah. man.
4: <laughs> but it does. It still looks like a bed. This is like yeah. this is just a ring that they've kind of put some boat-like things on. It's so weird, but also really cool. And I love, I love both of those groups. Did you see um, Dupree went through a table,
3: which I know. I think that's dude. the that's first thing, girl. first time she's done that. Now she's a hardcore wrestler. Yeah, she's like now Liv she's Morgan. not just a technician, not just a technician. Now she's a hardcore technician.
4: She'll make it her thing, like Liv Morgan, like I'm the badass one. You're like no, you're not really.
3: She's gonna be, dude. She's got. She's the one, man. She's gonna be the most hardcore extreme wrestler ever. I'm, By the way, she's doing great. She's doing she, great. I'm not, I know we're poking fun. She's but doing. She, great. I, I do poking fun because I love her. I think she's doing. We've great. We've only said good things
4: about her on this podcast each week. I I think she's great. Oh yeah.
3: Somebody's in love. I am, dude.
4: Every week watching that going. Why <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> won't she call me? <laughs> Otis gets to oh. hang out with her, but I don't. Otis
3: is the man. <laughs> Otis dude. Is awesome. He right. did the worm beautifully. His worm's so good, yeah. man. His worms, it's, I don't, I, I don't even know how to, it's like watching a marble go up and down, like around. He is the <laughs> perfect circle. He really is. And it's he hard is. to, it's hard to do
4: the worm when you're a circle. <laughs> the
3: role, yeah, because but he's super strong. He could lift like
4: eight million pounds. That's how you. Do it, it looks like he hits his chin every time he goes forward. <laughs> I don't know if he actually does or if it's just his beard or something. But if you watch it, it's I don't know why we're, why I'm spending so much time talking about this. It looks like he's hitting his chin every time he goes down. I was like, I wonder if that is
3: actually. I'm going to do happen. a hard a hard analysis of this, and we'll, we'll break address it down it in <laughs> bonus footage in another episode. <laughs> um, moving on to AEW, yeah, and. Whereas that our previous match was my second funniest match of the night. This one was amazing. whether you like m j f s ideas or not, every single one of them we he do. takes a big swing. He takes a home run swing. He might not always hit a home run, but he'll still hit a lot of triples. Heck yeah that said, uh, I'm sitting there with my son and my daughter, and before the match starts. MJF gets the crowd to start screaming dance off dance off dance off. My daughter's a dancer, so she was dying laughing when this was going on. I was dying laughing when the music cut and he and Adam Cole kept dancing and then like embarrassed himself. My daughter goes, "Dad, it's like you when you did the electric slide for too long in Scooby Doo." Oh my god. So, which I don't know how she remembered, but it was. You, so they they ripped me off. She just yeah, she, trust me. She roasts me all the time. And then we watched this match and the way they've built this up. I said it before is like 48 hours and another 48 hours, like Nick Nolte, the grumpy Adam Cole versus the outgoing big personality singing and dancing Eddie Murphy. And you know that eventually this ends in betrayal because and you knew before the end of this match. Because it has to, because Adam Cole wants the belt and and MJF can't. And he treats it like a girlfriend from the 80s and like Karate Kid. Like, why are you looking at it like that? (laughs) Which is so good. But this match, I've been waiting for the double clothesline because they have been setting up the double clothesline for so long. And it is the weakest finisher (laughs) ever. And I love that they finally won with it, and they screamed it to you. And it's so bad; it's so horrible. It gets reversed they, constantly. The, the way it's always, always. Gets reversed.
4: It's the worst. And it's really just like two dudes hand holding, which is kind of funny. So, like when it doesn't work, it just looks like they're just standing there holding hands. Because <laughs> sometimes it's like Rover, Red Rover, <laughs> they'll send him like on the rope. He'll grab the rope, you know, so he won't come back. And then they're just kind of holding hands, looking at him, going, "That's <laughs> so funny."
3: I don't know how they're pulling this off. And to have, what, four matches together and be the best tag team and or the most entertaining tag team in wrestling, like the vignettes, even the stupid ass vignettes they do at the Chinese restaurant where the, the food's too hot. And instead of water, they get the cocktails that are too strong and then they're super drunk and telling stories. And then they both look at the waiter and just yell. Double clothesline and they fuck <laughs> up the waiter for no reason other than he brought him delicious Chinese food and awesome cocktails. Do you think I love who do you think is writing so this? Much.
4: Do you think they're writing it or is there just some great writer down there that's like, I know these guys can pull this off and he's writing
3: it? They don't have writers. Oh, they don't? They don't have. So it's colon MJF. It's just these two guys busting this out, man. They are absolute. Dude, I'm laughing now. I'm 47 years old and I'm laughing my ass off at these vignettes. And it set up that finish for the That's double clothesline so amazingly well. I couldn't even believe it. I was, I was cracking up the whole time. My son was dying laughing. My daughter was crying. Like, we love this match so much. I'm sure there's people out there that hated it. And you hated it probably for the right reasons because it wasn't like a, a tough, badass tag team mm-hmm. wrestling match. But I loved it because it wasn't that at all, and it didn't try to be, and it tried to be something way different. And I love when people take big swings. So I was dying. I loved it, and I know you. I know you. Oh, I for it. sure loved it. I, I also think like I'm pretty
4: critical of wrestling re- reusing stuff, repeating things. I feel like they they it can get lazy with that kind of stuff. Like it's so Vincey, where it's like. And then someone comes out and interrupts you, and then it's like it's a barrier like they use a lot of the same tropes, and I don't know if that's Vince's fault or just wrestling in general, but to see something different, good or bad is fun you know it's a stupid Viking boat but it's different and it's like, all right good, we got that and the you know the I like these kind of any any attempt at something different I'm going to be
3: supportive of. The Viking match was like if Long John Silvers had a playground for kids in the back. Exactly. Like that's, that's, what it, that's what it looked like. <laughs> I have a little pirate ship back here. You can't see it. But even I have little pirate ships and I don't think I have the guts to attach a wrestling ring to one of it and have a pretend match in there.
2: I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today.
3: What else, Jeff? We had Jack Perry versus Hook in a match I didn't think I would care about. And I ended up caring about it, about... A third of the way in because a father had to watch his son get DDT'd off the apron. And I thought I thought Taz did a really cool job of of trying to remain professional while his son's like potentially brain damaged. I thought the guys told a good story. Yeah, I think Jack Perry is a spoiled shithead. My dad was famous. Fuck you kind of attitude. Is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like his entrance music, although I do like the, the the artist behind it. I'm not trying to crap on the classics, but I think there's a better song out there for him. But I really like Jack. Who
4: made the song? Was it uh, Jimmy Hart? Did Jimmy Hart come up with that song in his in his basement?
3: Yeah, codenamed Beethoven. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought Jimmy Hart made all the songs. I thought he came up with all the jingles no, for everybody. He,
3: no, he did box music. He wrote for box. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. And Brahms. He's, he's a, that's why he's still working. He was their ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how old he is. I'm not
4: really buying Jack Perry as a bad guy. I don't really like no, it. No, tell me why. Kind of what I was just saying. Like, it feels like he's doing all the classic things you do if you're trying to be a heel, but I just don't really buy it from him. He seems like a nice young guy. I don't know. Just like when I see him looking to the crowd and acting like he doesn't care. Like, I don't really, I don't know. It just doesn't, it feels
3: weird. I got to rewatch it because I felt, I felt he really came off like an entitled prick, And I, and I like, I like that. I, I, I gotta rewatch it now. I don't know. I gotta rewatch. It. I mean, as far as like the wrestling. Yeah, it was, it was typical heel stuff with the title and all that, but I still thought he was creative with it. I don't know. Maybe I like him and you don't and I'll wrestle you. Yeah. That, that'll
4: decide it. That's what we'll have to do. <laughs> we'll know.
3: have a blood and guts match. You versus me. Plus four of our friends. With thumbtacks, candy oh, glass, nail boards, and it, it well then we can't talk about the next match. Blood and guts match, dude. John Moxley is a psychopath. Dude, how many of these can he do? Mox has
4: it done dude. seven he million, million matches like this, and most of them weren't televised or recorded or anything. It's just in a, some field somewhere.
3: Dude, he threw a guy on a table of nails twice and bled more than the guy he threw on the table of nails. It's <laughs> like it's way out of more it's crazy <laughs> he's a he's a freaking werewolf horror movie man he's always hairy and covered in blood <laughs> yeah. grunting he yeah. breathes dude he's like the most intimidating dude yeah. I wouldn't even want to meet him man. who does he remind you of from ECW from ECW I don't know man he reminds me of like Anthony Hopkins in that Benicio Del Toro <laughs> werewolf movie like the yeah. dad werewolf <laughs> it's I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to meet him in real life. I'd be like, oh yeah, hey, hey, bro. Um he, he okay. comes
4: off like he really sells. Talk about like selling being a bad guy. This Moxley really convinces you he's insane. He bit Kenny yeah. Omega's finger. <laughs> he just his gum came out while he was doing it. Like the gum came out of the thing while yeah, he was biting right. the finger. There's also a see a part where he's going with scissors. And uh, it looks genuinely like it
3: got stuck in Omega's face, and you can see like the skin I come up. I thought I saw that. I thought I saw that too. I didn't know if he pinched it with his hand, sort of it like was you, weird looking, just yeah. did, or but it looked like it stuck in there. I was like, "What the? Oh God, yeah. why?" And then maybe it's I, uh, his hair
4: or something. But I remember watching it and and being like, Ugh, "Did that just
3: happen, dude? It it was so gross." For me, and I don't do well with these matches. I wasn't that impressed by the Kota Ibushi entrance, to be honest. Yeah, I I thought it would be something bigger. I thought the crowd would give him more energy, and I thought he would move with more energy. He just kind of like strolled out. What's up, Wheeler? You to pop out and then just like strolled out with no urgency. And then even in the ring was I don't know. He just didn't look like the Ibushi I was used to seeing. I don't know if he was having to slow down because guys were tired because he's the last dude in there. Or if he just was was tired himself or something. I don't know, but I I wanted to see something I wanted to see the Ibushi. I remembered. Maybe like everybody would just get a little older, but I was expecting something a little bit more. It, What'd you think? He
4: was very average for sure. You know who looked good was the Young Bucks. I uh I was actually impressed. I always just I don't know what my deal is with those guys. I'm always like, get these jokers off my TV. And then this match, they had like a bunch of I don't know what it would be called. What's the wrestling term for it? But like there was these little segments or moments where I was like, "Holy crap! Like that was really impressive and cool."
3: And also, yeah, when dude was bouncing through all the ropes yeah. and shit, I was like, "Yo, man, he's like a rabbit out there." Or what
4: the like, what's the name of the move
3: that X Pac used to do where he would
4: slam your face, the, go down like kind of into a leg drop, but he, the Face Buster. Yeah, the yeah, facebuster.
3: Face buster.
4: He did one of those off the off the top rope to a guy. I was like, "That was pretty sweet." Yeah, like, he, to, I just didn't even know he up. did that. This was my match of the week not the viking raiders one i was going to pick that as a goof but this is definitely <laughs> the match of the match of the
3: month for me i thought it was awesome my match of the week was de- all day long the the mixed tag finals that i i haven't laughed that hard at wrestling since i was a kid i i'm telling you it, it was just on purpose like where i'm supposed to laugh not like oh my god that's so crappy i just loved it all right moving on to smackdown Lovely, lovely SmackDown. We had Rey Mysterio versus L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Versus Cameron Grimes versus Sheamus in the Invitational U.S. Championship semifinal. This was a pretty cool match with a surprise victor, I would say. I, I feel like out of everyone, he would probably be the third person you would say would win it. I think some people could say Cameron Grimes might get a, uh, a little bit more of a push or LA Knight, but I have a weird theory on LA Knight. I think they did the LWO one, cause it can help tell a story and it can help either have show more respect and more solidarity within the LWO. when when the Rey Mysterio Santos Escobar matches over next week, or there can be a little bit of a divide in there, which might be more interesting, but you don't want to break up that faction. I, I like that faction. Or at least I don't want to break up that faction. So I think what you do is when one of them wins, whoever it is, and it'll more than likely be Ray Ray, because Ray can put over L.A. Knight without hurting his his legacy. And for Santos, too, it kind of puts a stall on what he's been able to do. So I think Ray wins. I think they're going to try to start over with Austin a little bit. And then you save L.A. Night for Rey Mysterio, and that's how you get the U.S. title onto L.A. Night with everybody saying it. Tell him, Jeff. Tell yeah. him, tell the people what you think of my theory. How how crappy is it? I don't
4: think it's crappy at all. But I just I I've heard from a little bird, okay, a little little source. It's a homeless guy, but he says there might be some backstage heat with L.A. Night, and that's why they have uh, been very. Strange about his bookings because well, I've, I've for shame because we've been ta- I've been wondering about it on this podcast. We've talked about it a, a few times about how about how you know why, are, why aren't they putting why isn't he not getting the push in these things? And so I've heard there's a little back, back, backstage stuff, but I could see everything you saying happened. It sounds right. I, how long is Rey Mysterio going to wrestle? Have we for, forever? He, I th- it's insane how long he's been wrestling and we're still talking about him, dude. He's the
3: greatest luchador ever Hands down. <laughs> like, yeah, easily. He, i don't care if he wrestles till he's rick flair's age man as long <laughs> as he can still do his moveset man it's cool with me i bro. guess it is true that's also
4: another perk of wearing that mask is you know you just you can he, he doesn't age
3: you can't see yeah masks don't wrinkle baby i love it
4: well i hope that it's uh la night that's what i hope i hope i hope that that's the
3: and yeah, listen WWE, we don't focus on problems here on the wrestling with friends podcast. We focus on solutions. If you booked yourself into this corner with Latino on Latino hate crimes about to go on next week, <laughs> then here's your here's your solution, here's your way out. And you put it on LA Night and everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about wrestlers having egos. As long as they're not hurting people in there, everything's okay. Egos, egos all right. In LA night, it seems cool. So don't be jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Senor, Jey Uso and Roman Reigns set the rules of engagement for their feud and tribal combat. The bloodline is imploding all around us. Jey Uso moves around and has better body language than anybody in professional wrestling. It's crazy. The crowd is so hot for him, and he probably says less than. Every single over superstar in wrestling right now, less than MJF, less than Sammy, even less than Kevin, if that's possible, because Kevin just does those quips. But he he's so active and so like looks so volatile that you can't take your eyes off him. I really think he's he's the most like overdue right now in in the game because he's in the main storyline in wrestling and he's the main guy in the main storyline in professional wrestling right now. That said, this was a great back and forth between these two men. The finish of it was awesome. Paul Heyman's stuff where he was sort of complimenting but criticizing Jay all at the same time was just beautiful. You can watch the clip if you want to see it and not watch the whole thing on on any social media that that you follow. It was a really, really well-constructed segment. And the end of it was awesome because his punk ass brother solo was going to spike him roman stops him and it's just a whole brother on brother fight that looked almost like an mma fight and his punches look good and uh everybody's getting their ass kicked and roman's leaving looking like with this look of doubt on his face like concern that this guy's a legit threat and they've, they've unleashed this animal and it was the best segment of the week that, that anybody could have done of course it was because these guys have it every week now I love Jey Uso. I can't say enough good things about him. I feel like all I do is blow smoke up his ass, but all he does is bring fire. So he's he's
4: awesome. It's hard not to. Also, we texted about it, but I like that Paul Hammond referred to himself as his favorite Jey (laughs) Uso. I just thought that was very funny. And the crowd, it was like, he just popped that in the middle of his whole speech. So it's kind of like, it didn't get enough credit with the crowd, in my opinion, but it was very, very funny. I love the storyline they're doing. I also think it's interesting that now being the tribal chief, has kind of become its own belt. Like they've found a way to yeah. make a title that has that isn't really a title. If that makes sense, it's kind of like yeah, you know you're wondering, oh, who's going to be the tribal chief. Oh, is he holding it now? Like that, whatever that pepper necklace is, whatever that thing's called. The pepper necklace is what it's called. It's a scientific <laughs> He picks term, it up. Yeah. He's looking at it like, don't you put that on? I'm the tribal <laughs> chief, and then he's like, yeah, the power of it. I don't know. I want the power. Those are my spicy peppers, <laughs> yeah, and so. I love that they've been able to work that. I mean, it is the best story in wrestling, in my opinion. It's The fact that it's gone on this long proves that it's one of the best stories, for sure. And it's also, you know, every fan likes to, every person that talks about wrestling that doesn't really know a lot about wrestling, but they want to act like they do, they'll always be like, yeah, it's just like a soap opera. It's a soap opera for, for men. And I was like, shut up. Soap operas are corny. Everything's a story. You don't have to compare it to a soap opera, like you know, it's 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 yeah. scripted television that's really good with like yeah. a fight element with sweet fight choreography, yeah, you like Jackie Chan. Awesome. So it's like an action movie meets a sitcom. Started. But this storyline is somewhat soap opera ish, you know, because the brother and the and who you know what would seek us in a nighttime telly and,
3: sort of soap way, yeah, yeah, and it's, nighttime soaps,
4: <laughs> yeah, aggressive night. Do they fight in the soaps on... I'd watch that. So, yeah. Do they kill Jr. I in Dallas back in the Dallas. day? I think it's amazing. I think it's really, really exciting and fun to watch. Jeff, tell the fine people where you're going to be this weekend. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on Friday. If you go to the uh, 705 Pittsburgh Pirates game, you'll see Jeff die thrown out a first pitch. Come find me. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll have a beer and watch the Bucks play baseball. And then on Saturday, I will be in Pittsburgh performing. Get tickets for that show if you just go to my Instagram at Jeff Die or just go to JeffDye.com or search Pittsburgh Jeff Die and come find me.
3: Hey, I'm dragging Sarah out of the house and, and taking her to comedy. She wants to go to comedy club. Are you performing in L.A. anytime soon? This Thursday, Pasadena Ice House. You guys want to come? Yes, I'll talk to you off the air. Yeah. So that's another gig. If you you live in the area, Pasadena Ice. Yeah, Pasadena, come party with us. This has been Wrestling With Friends. Peace.
4: Follow us on Instagram, Wrestling with Freddy. Twitter is WWFreddyPod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation.
3: This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.